Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There is no shortage of action going on with our partners at betonline.ag. The NBA is right around the corner, and right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer have all resumed play. And BetOnline has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. Fans, welcome to another episode of the Bird Calls podcast. I'm your host and contributor to thebirdrights.com and Bleacher Report, Preston Ellis. Today, we're welcoming on NBA champ and analyst of Fox Sports, NOLA, Mr. Antonio Daniels. Sir, uh, unfortunately, due to, uh, and I, I apologize for laughing, but due to the nature of the outbreak, I feel like I need to start by just asking, how are you? How is your family? How, how is everyone in your immediate circle? Uh, everyone in, in my immediate circle is fantastic. Um, I got COVID tested about a week or so back, and my test came back negative. Um, in both ways, I got the antibody test and the actual swab test, and both came back negative. So um, we're, we're trying to we're trying to adhere to um, what the experts are saying as far as social distancing, as far as wearing a mask is concerned. And I wish that people were listening to this that they would just do that. They would just do that. You know, it's, it's um, we all want to flatten this curve back and get out to some sense of normalcy. But for that to happen, we, ha- we may have to be uncomfortable for a little while. And, and that's OK. You know, wearing a mask isn't the most comfortable thing in the world, but it's something that I'm willing to do if it's willing to flatten this curve for all of us. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculous how many doctors I've seen just on Twitter alone talking about how they have to endure 12 to 16 hour shifts. They're like, you know what? I can do my job just fine. It hasn't killed me yet. And to see all these fights, and we see some kind of video clip every day, people just not wanting to basically observe these simple guidelines that have been proven in other countries to work, to really mitigate this virus, which is now again exploding. And the worst part is, Antonio, we're not, we're not even to any second wave. We're not done with the first wave yet. So I, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned with what we see that you know, where they're headed to in Orlando and how Florida is really suffering in a lot of counties, including where Preston lives in that Orlando region. So I don't know. When you read about all these other sports and everything else that's trying to get restarted, they're all encountering problems. So we'll start off with this. Antonio, how much of a concern is it to you that, or maybe not so much as a concern, but how much faith do you have in the NBA and basically keeping the COVID away from these 22 teams, away from every player, and being able to get through two and a half months? Well, I don't have any faith in the NBA to do that because they can't control the COVID virus. 
I think we've seen that from day one. Um, all you can do is try and put yourself in the best position possible, possible to be safe. And the NBA is trying to do that. With that being said, here's my issue that I run into when I look at the bubble, when I think about it, when I talk about it. I'm not as concerned with the players because you can put the players in the bubble and players will continue to show up negative and negative and negative, and that's fantastic. But you cannot quarantine 75,000 employees that work at Disney. And what you have just said, which is what we all see, Florida is one of the states that is spiking in this area. So, yeah, you, you may be able to keep players inside this bubble and keep them quarantined and keep them in masks and, and practice social distancing and tell guys, you know what, listen, go hoop, go to practice, go back to your room, kind of keep your um, conversations at a minimum with each other, your interactions at a minimum. But what about everyone else that's present at Disney? What about the employees? What about the people who clean the rooms? What about the people who are delivering the food? What about the people that are in charge of all of the different activities that players will have an opportunity to do? You can't quarantine all those people. So with that being said, I love the thought process and the idea of trying to get us back to some sense of normalcy and saying, look, we are trying to finish this year off. But like Adam Silver said, there is no situation out there right now that is 100% risk-free. Yeah, 100%. Uh, there are still games to be played. This is uh, what the NBA, the the heads came together and decided on. Uh, we had a quote from Brandon Ingram yesterday who said uh, he's frankly not that confident about it either. So many variables from from the players to the Disney staff, like you said, to families who will, will be joining them in the second round. However, Antonio, so much attention has gone to this pandemic. There also is uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. And so much attention is being put on the players. How can the players initiate change? How can they use their platform However, most members of the NBA media aren't aren't being pushed in the same way, in my opinion, that the that the players are. How do you think that members of the NBA media can f- push forward this message in the exact same way we're asking the players to do so? I, you know, for me, I, I would love to see people use their voice and use their platform. You know, it's so many different people out there that are moving and operating in silence now. Now at a time where your voice is incredibly important. You know, um, that, that, that's, my, that's my biggest thing right now. We have to understand the platforms that we're all blessed with, whether big or small. And it's amazing to me how you can look and follow and talk to certain people and know where they stand. And there are other people where you have no idea. And to me, that's a problem. Because it's not just about what's being said during these times of quote-unquote turmoil. It's about who's being silent during these times of time turmoil. Because what you just referenced was the media. And I know as a player, my thought process would be, so basically, you can cover me, you can interview me, you can interact with me, uh, you can laugh with me, you can joke with me, but you refuse to stand with me. And that's what you're seeing and from different people and silence is basically choosing not to stand and what i would love to see especially now being a part of the media is for people that don't look like me to realize and understand how powerful your voices are in the black lives matter movement and pushing this movement forward with the momentum that's that is already gained 
Antonio, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it feels like the energy that w existed there shortly after George Floyd getting murdered and everybody else basically putting a good focus on what else was going on around the nation right at that time. It's really, I don't want to say died down, but it's really dwindled and I'm just not seeing it there anymore either. I think the focus obviously still has to be on that, but jumping back quickly to the players, do you feel like some of the moves that the NBA has already um, basically enacted? Like for instance, let's just jump to the uniforms, right? The players are, have been given the choice on what they can put on the back of their jerseys, but it is limited. For instance, they're, they're, I know Lonzo Ball yesterday told to the media in our interviews that he's, his first choice was equality. I think his next one was uh, Black Lives Matter. Do you feel that this is, this is, it can be improved upon? This doesn't seem that, it doesn't come across yeah. as genuine to me where you're just limiting these players, right? What are your thoughts Agreed. on this, Antonio? Okay, first and foremost, I want to say that I appreciate as a former player and now analysts, what the NBA's thought process is, what their mentality is, and what they're trying to do with this. But I honestly feel like the same way that you went about trying to get guys back to playing, the same way it was so important to close the season, there needs to be open line and open-end communication with this as well. It's one thing to tell players, when you're in this bubble, we are going to give you the freedom to use your platform and expand it and expand the movement and talk about the movement um, and voice your opinion. But then when you're inside that bubble, say, oh, I know what we told you, but you know what? We're going to limit what you can mm -hmm. and can't say. And this is what I'm saying, though. I'm not saying that players should be able to run wild and do what they want to do and say what they want to say. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. To just limit it, there's a lot that you're missing within the certain names and slogans that you allow players to put on the back of their jerseys. You know what's missing, fellas? What's missing is actual names and understanding that guys have ties to these actual names. So what if I don't want equality? Or what if I don't want Black Lives Matter? What if I want Breonna Taylor? Or what if I want George Floyd? Or what if I want Elijah McClain or Philando Castile? You know, or what if I want Eric Garner, which is first where I can't breathe first began? You know, so we have to understand that there's more, there's more out there that guys want to express than just these eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 slogans that you allow guys to put on the back of their jersey. And I love what, what Austin Rivers said. You have to understand the ties that guys have to certain families, the ties that guys have to certain areas of the country. Austin Rivers was raised right outside of, right outside of Orlando, Florida, which is right close to where Trayvon Martin was murdered. So he feels like it's an honor. It's an honor and honorable to Trayvon Martin and his family to put Trayvon Martin on the back of his jersey. But you know what? Trayvon Martin is not one of those names on or one of the slogans that you're allowed to use. And what needs to happen here is players need to be in open communication with the MBPA and also with Adam Silver and the Brain Trust. And these names that they want to put on the back, they should have to go through um, and, get, and be approved. Yes. If, all, if, if Austin Rivers wants to put Trayvon Martin on the back of his jersey and, and LeBron James wants to put George Floyd on the back of his jersey and someone else wants to put Elijah McClain, they should have to go through Adam Silver, the NBA Players Association, and get this done. But it should not be limited to what you are allowed to put on the back of your jersey. Oh, God.
Those are the screams I used to make when I'd cut myself shaving, you know where. But that was before Manscaped. Thanks, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. Look, who here doesn't get nervous about grooming their man parts? And that's why Manscaped created the Lawnmower 3.0, beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your family jewels. So many people have written in stories about how the Lawnmower 3.0 has changed their lives. They even included pics so I could see the smoothness for myself. And they aren't kidding. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Black lives matter, and we're continuing to do our part here at The Bird Calls. That's why we've created the Armchair All-American Scholarship. Thanks to contributions from Armchair, myself, Music is My Refuge, R. Anders 36, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and many more, Armchair Media will be issuing four $500 scholarships per semester to aspiring black creatives. The criteria is African-American, under 21, and in a creative field. To apply, send something you've created, whether photography, art, music, anything, to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. We can't wait to see your application. Can you imagine if a player uh, put whatever individual name on the back of their jersey uh, that they preferred and the NBA fined them or penalized them in any way, the outcry that would come with that? Um, so I, I think you're absolutely correct. The, the players have to have the freedom to express them. That's that's the the purpose behind all of this. That's that's the most beneficial thing. I know at the end of the day that that what's coming from this, the, the overall benefit is is monetary. Uh, the league needs the money. The players need the money. Their families need the money. But in order to push forward that movement and a league that's represented by 74.4% of African-Americans, uh, I, I don't see how you can limit their voice in any uh, spectrum of conversation. Hopefully that's not or hopefully that's something that can change. Um, we do have to talk basketball, Antonio. Uh, that's that's what you're so good at, and it's what you're so good at talking about. So let's go ahead and um, make a hard transition, if you don't mind, and talk about the New Orleans Pelicans and their upcoming schedule. Obviously, they're starting off with the Utah Jazz. When you saw the schedule for the first time, what was your reaction? My reaction, the first thing I looked at was the first two games. And my initial reaction was, I wonder what these two teams that they're playing to start off with are going to look like, meaning the Utah Jazz one and also the L.A. Clippers, and both physically and, and emotionally. So when I think of the Utah Jazz, first, Bojan Bogdanovic, we all saw what he can do when he played the Pelicans this year. He's, he won't be there. So the Jazz team will be different. Will Joe Ingles be there? I know recently he said he was coming back to play, but prior to he was saying that if the NBA chose to come back and play, during the coronavirus that he would get a one-way ticket to Australia and not return because of his son being autistic and having a compromised immune system. So, yep, I completely grasp that concept, and I stand with him for that. But then you look at the dynamic between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert as far as their overall relationship. So my first thought process, my first thought process is what is the Utah Jazz going to look like, you know, when this – when this whole restart opens back up, one. And then the Clippers, you know, this is a team all year that was not concerned with their record. They weren't concerned with seeding. They weren't concerned with home court. Now it becomes even that much more irrelevant because now there is no home court. You know, so the only thing that the Clippers are playing for is the seed as far as we don't want to see the Los Angeles Lakers until the Western Conference Finals. Outside of that, you wonder, 
Because this is a team all year that was about low management, that was about resting guys, that was about getting guys back healthy. So now you think to yourself, I know it's the second game coming out, and the last thing you want coming right out is to push Kawhi Leonard 30, 35 minutes or Paul George 30, 35 minutes. So my first thought process was I wonder what these two games and what these two teams, being the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers, will look like against the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, and Antonio, I mean, I know that you would probably agree with me. We have no way of knowing on what stats are going to matter, what players, previous matchups. As Griff mentioned, right, the teams have all had basically four months off, four months apart from being on a court together. So you really don't know what we're going to get. And that's why I feel like I want to transition to where the focus should be, and that's to where both the players are in a good place physically and spiritually. And it feels like the vibe from talking to these players, and I'm talking to the Pelicans, we've been getting interviews to these players every day now for over a week. And it feels like they're in a good spot on both uh, in both of those aspects. And a lot of that has to do with the Pelicans employing Jenna Rosen. So I, I'm curious on your thoughts on just how important is it to have this kind of mental training, Ooh. these exercises that the Pelicans are doing for the players? I think it's incredibly important because I think what people fail to understand is how difficult this is really going to be, not just physically, but mentally. But think about this, fellas. America had an issue quarantining themselves in their own homes for Mm -hmm. a month or two in their own homes. There's nowhere in this world where you're more comfortable than at home. And it was tough to ask people in America to stay home to quarantine and stay home for a month or two. And we're asking players to go down and basically live in a hotel for two, three, and maybe four months. This is not a physical issue here. Guys are going to play. Guys, you, you know how to play. This is what you do. This is what you're passionate about. This is what you are all about. The mental piece, the mental piece is what, that's going to be difficult because your family's not there initially. Your family's not there. The people that you're used to leaning on to aren't there at that time. So I, I, I've said this, and I've said this on Sirius XM for quite some time now. I think this bubble is going to be a lot tougher on guys mentally than we give credit for. Because our thought process is, oh, you know what? These guys are making a lot of money. They should be okay. They're at Disney. Like, everything's okay at Disney. <laughs> no. No, to actually have to quarantine yourself and basically say for the next two to three months, you are all about basketball and really nothing else. That is very, very taxing and will and can be very, very taxing on guys mentally. Antonio, just real quick to follow up, Preston. Antonio, do you feel like this could be honestly the biggest competitive advantage? So you're coming in there physically fit and we've seen a lot of the players how well they look. But mentally, don't don't you feel like that could be the biggest key in some maybe potential upsets in just getting through being on point, being able to focus on what's going on the court and therefore, you know, basically putting in surprising performances? I, I, I do. I, I, I really do. And here's the thing. We have no idea how teams are going to return as far as mental health, physical health, um, rhythm chemistry, camaraderie, all of these different things that happened prior to the pandemic. You know what I mean? So you think and you go back, the Lakers are playing at a very high level and, you know, going into the postponing, as were the Pelicans, as were the Milwaukee Bucks. But honestly, none of that matters. Mm -hmm. None of that matters now. 
because this is not an all-star break. This is not an all-star weekend. This is a four-month hiatus that guys have not had an opportunity to really prepare like they are accustomed to. So even in the past, if you locked out, you could still go and play five-on-five. You could still go and play with college guys. You could still get together as a team and play. When I was with the Spurs and we locked out 99, we were still getting together as a team prior to the year starting and playing five-on-five. We still had access to um, weights and treadmills and all these battle, all these other kind of stuff. Well, now, because of the global pandemic and the closing down of everything, guys lack access to so much. So now what you're asking guys to do during this ramp-up period is go from playing one-on-oh, individual workout, individual instruction, to five-on-five. And that's scary to your body because you can't simulate games. So guys aren't accustomed to playing this much one-on-one and doing this much individual workout, if any working out at all, to sprinting and getting into five-on-five. There is a clear-cut competitive advantage for the teams and individuals that had access to certain things and were able to do this throughout the pandemic. Absolutely. And that's why uh, veteran leadership is going to be so critical, uh, especially to keep uh, the team's mental collective uh, positive throughout this process. That's going to take them at least through August 17th. And that's going to allow me to make another hard pivot to Drew Holiday, who, while Zion uh, might be the bell of the ball, as they say, uh, the the guy that all the national uh, cameras point to. Drew Holiday is this team's leader. He's their defensive focal point. Uh, his wife just announced that she's pregnant. Congratulations to her and a wonderful uh, article on the Players' Tribune that everybody should read if they haven't already. We have our B-Ball Index stat of the day. Uh, I want to tell you, Antonio, that Drew Holiday defends other teams' best players uh, more than nearly anybody else in the NBA. He does that at a 96 percentile. In terms of what he brings for the Pelicans as its veteran leader and its defensive focal point, how important is his defense going to be against these other players who, like you said, haven't been, you know, getting up shots. They haven't been playing five on five for a defensive player like Drew Holiday. He can stop what those jazz are doing. How important is that going to be? Well, the thing is, I think, and I've said this even prior to working with the Pelicans, I think Drew Holiday is the best backcourt perimeter defender in the league. Hands down. No question about it. Because his size, his foot speed, and his understanding of angles defensively, Like, it's very few guys in this league that you will feel comfortable as a coach or as a coaching staff switching one through five. Really, switching one through five. Think, in a game, I have watched Drew Holiday this year alone, this year alone, guard Rajon Rondo, Danny Green, um, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James, all in the same game. How many guys throughout this league can you say that about? I'm talking about really take the challenge and guard those guys. I watched Drew Holiday pick the pocket of Paul George three times in the fourth quarter. I'm talking about take the ball away from him three times in the fourth quarter to seal a win for the Pelicans earlier in the year against the Clippers. This guy, like, I have so much respect for Drew Holiday's defense. Because of his mentality. He doesn't back down from a soul. He doesn't, he doesn't look for help. He said, look, I'm going to take the challenge. I don't care who it is. Oh, Jokic? All right, I got him. Oh, you want me to Jamal, guard Jamal Murray? Okay, I'll take him too. You want me to guard Michael Porter? I'll take him too. So just the, the understanding and having a guy like Drew Holiday in a star-driven league, 
This league is star-driven more than any other professional league. So when you're playing certain teams, you can think about our thought process. When you say Utah, who comes to mind? Donovan Mitchell. When you say the Clippers, who comes to mind? Uh, Kawhi Leonard and, and, um, and Paul George. When you say Memphis, you think of John Moran. So you can go down the line. This is a star-driven league, and it helps incredibly to have a guy that you have the confidence in that any star that comes to your mind when you say any particular team that you can put Drew Holiday on them and feel okay with it. I've been loving on Drew for years. Anybody who follows me, reads my stuff, knows that. But I'll tell you what, Antonio, the guy I've got my eyes on, if, if they do get to the games and they can, can play them, get through at least most of the schedule, is Derek Favors. I feel like when he came back, we've talked about him and his importance to the team previously with you on our pod, but now he's saying, today he told us that he's there physically and mentally. He feels good. He said right after his mom passed away, even when he came back to the team, he never really got into a good place, right? But yet he still did what he was supposed to do in terms of his responsibilities to his job on the basketball court. And the Pelicans, they play great. Everybody wants to point to Zion, but really when Derek Favors came back and started playing his usual allotment of minutes, that's when I felt like the Pelicans shine. They went 22 and 14. So what do you think um, about Derek Favors, essentially? What can he do? And do you feel like he may be a key to the Pelicans um, performing well in uh, Orlando? Of course. Of course. I, I've said all year, um, the Pelicans have a few guys who the stat sheet don't or ever will give them the, the justice or respect that they deserve. And Derek Favors is one of those guys. You know, what, what he does on the floor, his, his positioning, his understanding, his defensive IQ, his basketball IQ offensively, all of these things that he brings to the table. He's battle-tested, he's experienced, he's been through the playoffs, which will be great for Zion, which will be great for uh, Jackson Hayes, you know, which will be great for Jaleel Okafor and Nico Melli, all these guys to lean on. And I said earlier in the year, as far as Derek Favors, it's great to have that balance of a inexperienced, um, play below the rim, understand body positioning center. And then you come off the bench with a high-flying, young, um, inexperienced guy like Jackson Hayes. Two complete opposites. But it's great for Jackson to get an opportunity to sit behind and watch Derek Favors. His impact on the game. Him, there's guys like him, there's guys like Josh Hart. Their impact on the game will never be shown just through a stat sheet. And this team will not have the success that it's had thus far without the presence of Derek Favors. Anyone who watches Pelicans games religiously truly understands how important Derek Favors is, Derek Favors is to the success of this team moving forward. All right. Uh, I've got one more, and then I'll let you get out of here. Thank you so much for your time. We've talked a lot about some of the challenges and some of the variables that the New Orleans Pelicans are going to face. However, we haven't really discuss much what kind of challenges you're going to face uh antonio because this this isn't you're not going to call these games in a standard fashion the way that you have been all year for the new orleans pelicans i don't know if you're going to be in a remote location if you'll be with joel if you'll be calling the game from home how challenging is this going to be for you um the thing is i I don't want to make it this isn't challenging for me this isn't challenging for us you know this is challenging for the players and and Um, This is challenging for the employees and anybody else who is 
a part of that bubble. You know, for me, I, no matter how it works or how it happens, I'll still have an opportunity to move. You know, obviously with and without a mask or whatnot, but th- this isn't a challenge to me. I'm getting an opportunity to do what I love um, comfortably, one way or another, um, to call and talk about basketball. Like, that, what, a, what a blessing. What a blessing. And it's something that I love to do, and it's something I'm passionate about, and I love the interaction and interacting with New Orleans Pelicans fans. So I don't want to think of this as, oh, well, you know what, this is something that's really going to be uncomfortable for Antonio and Joe. We'll be the first to tell you, no, we'll be fine. We'll be, we'll be fine. You know, um, the mental and physical strength has to come from the guys and the coaches and um, the staffs and the employees that are involved in that bubble. Antonio, I can't wait to listen to you guys personally. And, and you guys use your platform to say what needs to be said, and I know you will. Do you have any idea yet on what you will be doing? Has Fox Sports figured out a broadcast schedule or anything like that? Um, well, we've had, we've had discussions, um, different ideas that we've talked about, but um, nothing is solidified. You mm-hmm. know, there's nothing that, that's written in stone yet. You know, we've gone through, like, it's like we, we're, we're continue. you know, ever since the, the COVID-19 hit, there's been such a spirit of uncertainty around, around everything. And this is no different. You know, it's like, okay, is the NBA coming back? Okay, now it's coming back. Well, when's the schedule going to be released? Then the schedule got released. Okay, well, what about the scrimmage schedule? Then that got released. So we kind of have to wait our turn as far as priorities are concerned to get everything solidified first within the Mm -hmm. league, with the games, with the scrimmage games. So then we can kind of get our schedule together as far as how we are going to go about calling these games and making it most entertaining for fans moving forward. But, but you're confident that you guys will definitely at some point, somehow, some way, will be able to listen to you call the games, correct? I, I'm praying for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm praying for it. I am praying for it. And so, so, so I tell you what y'all can do in your off time. Pray with me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's so funny. In other, any other circumstance, I, I'd be rooting for our Pelicans and, and you know, with every uh, prayer, hoping that they advance from round to round. But now I'm just praying that it all goes well and that we finish the season and we crown a champion and everybody comes home and we and we get prepared for the oh, next so season. Uh, Antonio, yeah. thank you so much for your time. You guys can follow him at ADDaniels33. Uh, you just finished up your show. Uh, it was a blast. Your passion and your energy on this podcast and for what you do at Fox Sports NOLA uh, is really a welcome sight for all Pelicans fans. I think we're really lucky to have you on the call. Oh, well, thank you guys so much, man. And, and as always, man, it, it, it's my pleasure to join you guys. I appreciate when you guys have me on and you guys stay safe, uh, stay healthy and mask up, mask up so we can get this curve flattened, please. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Well, I'm going to continue saying it. Everybody should continue saying it. Yeah, absolutely. Can't follow up on that. Uh, Ali Cosell, uh, you can follow him at his name. Of course, editor in chief, the bird rights. I'm Preston Ellis. Ali, do you want to take us out, sir? No, I think Antonio did a great job. Mask up, guys, so that we can have sports. Thank you for listening to the Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. If you like what you're hearing, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes, retweet, share with your friends, and most importantly, subscribe today.